Investment advisory services provided by Drake & Associates, LLC, a state of Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through a separate company, Loft Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a Wisconsin insurance agency. Clients are under no obligation to purchase any recommended insurance products. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. While we believe the information in the show is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Neither Drake & Associates or Loft Financial Advisory Advisory Group accepts any liability for the use of the information discussed. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Before you start planning your retirement party, make sure you've got your retirement plan. You can never be too prepared for life after work, and we're here to help. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, WealthWisconsin.com. And we have Super Dad here, Brad Allen. How are you, buddy? Good. How you doing? Good. i got to check in every week. Is the sleep getting any better it's at all? A, or? Uh, yeah, they're getting a little better. Uh, they all started school, so... Uh... You know, the daycare and stuff for the baby, so it tires them out. And what are the ages again? Remind me. Uh, almost 10, almost 2, and about 10 weeks. Wow, 10 weeks. That's, yeah. uh, that keeps you and Amanda busy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Day. Well, we've got a great topic this week, Brad. I'm really excited about. I think this is something you and I probably experience in the office probably, I would say, all too often maybe is the right way to put it. Mm -hmm. And that's the fact that there's a lot of misinformation out there when it comes to planning for retirement. I think there's scary commercials. Some are informative. There's great resources. There's some, I think, that are, uh, frankly, probably scare tactics to try to get you to buy a high commission product, things of that nature. And maybe this time we're kind of in Wisconsin. I hate to say this, Brad, but we're kind of coming towards the end of summer here already. But maybe that's a good time for a reality check uh, because there are some uncomfortable truths and realities when it comes to retirement. The first one, I think, is not everyone gets to choose when they retire, right? Yeah, many workers uh, plan to stay at their job until around age 65. That's that's kind of what the plan is. But some expect to work longer than that. Um, according to a recent stir survey, about 38% of workers say they'll retire at age 70 or even later. Uh, but life, life throws us you know, curveballs every, uh, every now and again. In fact, 56% uh, of retirees left their jobs earlier than they expected to. So many left uh, due to health concerns or, or uh, caring for an aging spouse or a relative, but others were laid off, uh, maybe got an incentive plan. We see that a, a lot. You know, a, a lot of these companies will, will lay off workers. And unfortunately, a lot of the, the ones that have been there the longest and are getting close to retirement, those are some of the first that uh, tend to get laid off sometimes. So it can be unexpected. Um, so you want to plan for it ahead of time. I think when you put a retirement plan together, you're trying to plan for all these different things, the what ifs. If you want to work till 70, what happens if you, if you have to retire at 65? You know, what does that look like yeah and i think it comes down to having that income plan you know whether you're laid off or forced into re retiring early maybe you're eligible for social security that's a topic we just talked about right uh, we were down in wauwatosa last week yeah. and we talked about you know over 500 different ways to turn on the social security i think it's important to analyze that and come up with a plan that's best because a lot of folks just don't have an income plan in particular if you're fo forced into an early retirement 
you know, in those later years, I, I think you mentioned it, Brad, maybe you're one of the higher earners in the company. So, you know, you get a kind of bean pusher somewhere in an office and they're looking at a spreadsheet and say, well, let's get rid of Brad. He's so highly paid. I'm giving you a hard time, buddy. <laughs> but, you know, you, you get rid of those highly paid employees and, and maybe on the bottom line it looks good. But if you weren't planning on that and you don't have a financial plan, you likely don't have an income plan. So now it starts to raise that question, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? It's what you and I call longevity risk. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, you know, planning on that. So maybe you have a pension, maybe you don't, but making sure we're getting the most out of Social Security. But then there's so many other questions that come up like risk, inflation. Are there tax strategies, right? I mean, a lot of talk lately about tariffs and trade wars and people, you know, seem to love President Donald Trump or they don't. But you know, we have a new tax bill, and how does it affect me, right? And for those of you that missed this last round of classes, I know we had a pretty substantial wait list. I'll apologize ahead of time. I, I know that seems to be happening uh, last couple classes that we've done, but we'll uh, continue to put new classes out there and try to accommodate everybody. But coming up in September, Brad, on the 12th and 13th, we're going to be out in Delafield, and the topic for the month is going to be Required minimum distribution, Social Security, and taxation under this new tax code. And it doesn't sound like a very exciting topic, right? But Brad's falling asleep as we I'm talking. We make it exciting. Yeah. I'm afraid Brad's going to fall asleep as I'm talking about it here. <laughs> but um, but all kidding aside, you know, those three tools go together real well, but it's a matter of getting them to work together, right? So I think where accountants sometimes, nothing wrong with the industry, but where sometimes we see our, our clients are struggling is the accountant will say, well, if you did X or Y this year, it's going to affect your tax bill this year. But does this new tax code present some opportunities to really control our tax bracket for the next 20, 30, or 40 years? Are there some things we can do with Social Security where we can get a little bit more out of it so I don't have to take as much out of my nest egg so my money lasts a lot longer? And are there some tax strategies then that means my required minimum distributions won't be so large, meaning I don't have to pay as large of a tax bill to Uncle Sam come, you know, 70 plus, right? So all of these pieces of the puzzle start to come together, but we find a lot of people just aren't looking at that. So I think that's something that's important to consider. Maybe after the break here, let's talk a little bit more about Social Security and, and how to do some of that planning. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready to sail into the sunset. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake, certified financial planner with Drake & Associates, WealthWisconsin.com. And we have Brad Allen. How's it going, buddy? Going good. Going excellent, good. Excellent. Great topic. I, I yeah. think sometimes a hard topic, but... You know, we're, we're discussing a little bit some of the misinformation out there when it comes to planning for retirement. And I think sometimes the challenge of sitting down and creating a plan, you know, maybe having a reality check and, and being willing to take a hard look at, you know, what am I doing? Am I, or maybe what have I not done that I need to do, right? There's kind of two sides to look at that. And I think our good buddy Jim Peck always put it best. You know, we, we talked about sometimes it's easier to, with these uncomfortable topics to stick your head in the sand and to steal a line from Jim, he would say you expose a very large target, right? <laughs> so we don't want to do that. We want to help folks really plan properly. And um, before the break, we were talking a little bit about Social Security. And 
I think one of the common misconceptions with my clients, at least, is some folks think Social Security is going to cover all that are, their expenses, and that's not always the case. Well, it's a common misconception. You know, in fact, a, a recent survey came out, and 25% of people over the age of 50 said they expect to live comfortably on Social Security once they retire. Uh, Social Security is not intended to be your only source of income. Uh, it's there to supplement your savings and other sources of income, but you know you don't want to use it for everything. So Social Security should replace about 40% of your wages for middle-income earners who claim their benefits at age 67. For high earners, Social Security will only replace about 27%. So these gaps could grow even larger as medical costs climb higher and you know, increase uh, retirees' expenses. You know, I always say you tend to go out to lunch a little bit more in retirement. You know, all those little expenses start to add up. So add to that the uncertainty of Social Security. Benefits may be reduced by 21% in the uh, year of 2034 if Congress doesn't work on a solution to the program shortages. So you want to sit down, you want to talk to a financial professional about strategies to maximize your Social Security benefits. Uh, you should also be working uh, on putting that comprehensive plan together that includes Social Security. So we were talking about it earlier in a situation where maybe you are planning on working till 70, but then something happens at age 66. Well, now that's a great time to take a, a look at Social Security and see, should I let this thing keep going or should I take it right away? Uh, one of the things to think about early on in retirement are taxes. You know, if you stop working, your income drops off, you go into a very low tax bracket. And especially right now, we're talking about taxes being on sale, right? The the new tax environment. It might make sense to let Social Security grow at 8% per year and draw from an IRA or a 401k first and then go back to it later. Because Social Security right now, at least, is guaranteed to go up at a certain percentage per year where, you know, you don't know what look the market looks like. So you have to look at taxes and see what's going to be beneficial. And that's something that a, a plan can be put together for you and from a social security perspective brad i know there's a lot of different ways to turn it on we we're doing some classes upcoming to see that upcoming list you can visit wealthwisconsin.com but you know what what would you say are some of the more popular strategies or effective strategies uh, that folks are using today yeah, you know, I, I see, you know, some of the spousal benefits have gone away for a lot of people. If you were uh, not 62 by December 31st, 2015, you can no longer file what's called a restricted application. And that's taking a spousal benefit based off your spouse's earnings, all the while your own benefit keeps going up and you can go back to it later. So uh, for a lot of folks that we see now who are just kind of thinking about retirement, going into it soon, they can't do something like that anymore. So now it's more so... Uh, uh, you know, when, when, when is the best time to take it? How does it line up with everything else that I have? So one of the things I see a lot is, is maybe the, the higher of the two benefits, if, if you're a married couple, uh, the higher of the two, they'll wait as long as possible to let their Social Security grow. And the lower of the two will take it right away. Let's say they take okay. it at 62. Uh, the higher of the two wants to take it at 68, 69, 70, maybe. Um, but what you're trying to do there is you're trying to increase the survivor benefit for Social Security. So the higher of the two Social Security benefits is the one that stays when one spouse passes down the road. So when we're thinking long-term strategies, that might make the most sense uh, in, in the environment that you're in, just to make sure that you're, you're hedging against inflation for that remaining spouse down the road. Yeah, I think you bring up a great point that a lot of people don't think about. Yes, it, it's always naturally about how can we get more income into the household, right? Nothing wrong with that. But I think a question I hear a lot is how do I protect my spouse? You know, 
us men statistically just don't live as long as is our wives um, and then sometimes you have a marriage where let's say the the husband is the older of the two you know there's this big concern about protecting a spouse so by letting that husband's social security delay till 70 you pick up that eight percent rate of return but to your point then that spouse, if the husband does pass first, gets to pick up their, theirs drops off, but theirs they get to pick off, up yeah. that larger check. So I think that's a really wonderful way to take care of your spouse. One big thing I see folks missing in their plans, Brad, is inflation. Important conversation. We're going to discuss that and more. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Blanket fell over. Well, I went into a store the other day. They already had Christmas decorations. Whoa, up. whoa! It's a little aggressive. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you were smart, you bought it in January and you got all the after Christmas deals that's and right. kind of squirreled it away it for this sale. year. Maybe that's one of our retirement tips: buy all your Christmas stuff in January, <laughs> right? But uh, talking about some of the pitfalls and things to watch out for in retirement, and I think um, one thing I hear a lot. And I think there's kind of a twofold answer, you know, is about expenses in retirement. And the biggest, the first thing I see that a lot of folks miss, Brad, is they just don't account for inflation. You know, if you look at inflation, understandably, it's been pretty low, right? I mean, we've been sub 2% for the last 10, frankly, the last 20-plus years. You know, so it's been fairly nominal. But if you look at the 100-year inflation rate, it's pretty close to 3.25%. Now, if you take that and do that math, or sometimes in the classes that we have, we'll, we'll kind of play a game, who's paid the least amount for a tank of gas? Mine was $0.74, cents. inevitably, you know, somebody yells out some numbers and they beat me substantially, you know, the retirees that we're working with. But the point of the game, or think about your first car or house or whatever it may be, is that, you know, costs go up. Things get more and more expensive as we age. And now that we're living decades and decades in retirement, it becomes really crucial to have that built in as part of your plan. A lot of folks come in, maybe they've done a spreadsheet, but they just don't account for taxation and inflation. I think that's a, really a big mistake when it comes to expenses. The other thing I see, Brad, and I don't know if you've experienced this, is a lot of people, retirees, expect that their expenses are going to go down when, in fact, it can be opposite sometimes. Most people expect to cut back on spending in retirement. After all, you're not paying for gas to get to work or new clothes and that kind of stuff. But the general rule of thumb uh, has, that, has been that retirees can expect to spend about 70 to 80% of their pre-retirement income. However, even if you uh, severely cut back on your discretionary expenses like traveling and eating out or going to movies, health care costs can drive your spending up. Uh, the average couple who retires in 2018 can expect to spend $280,000 on health care throughout their retirement. That does not include the cost of long-term care insurance. A single person can expect to spend about half that amount. Uh, you know, it seems like a huge number, but the expenses add up quickly. So monthly premiums for Medicare Part B, which covers doctor visits and surgeries, uh, Medicare Part D, which covers prescription drugs, add up to about a third of the cost. Co-payments, deductibles, out-of-pocket expenses for prescription drugs also factor in. So you want to make sure you factor in health care as you create a plan for saving and spending in retirement. And that's something that we see a lot. You know, you, you don't plan for health care. You don't really know what it looks like. So maybe getting some quotes ahead of time when you're putting that retirement plan together might be something that you want to think about. Yeah, I think especially to your point with early retirement, we're seeing more and more folks that are retiring pre you know, Medicare age at 65, and, and that's a substantial part we have to account for. Now, it doesn't mean you can't retire earlier, right? I mean, in many of our clients, we sit down, 
you know, and, and that's the big point when I talk about being an education first firm. You know, I've been doing this long enough. For the most part, I can generally look at someone's assets, expenses, and in my mind fairly quickly, I can say, yeah, this this couple is going to be okay unless something, you know, catastrophic changes. But that doesn't help you sleep at night. So what we like to do, we have the big uh, touchscreen panels in the offices, and we bring up the numbers, show you why we think you're going to be okay, and let you walk through the numbers. And I think that's an important part of it that a lot of people just don't account for. So if you're retiring early, it doesn't mean panic. It doesn't mean something's wrong. It just means let's plan for it properly. And we're going to talk about those kind of topics, Brad. For those of you that want to come out, no cost or obligation to a to a, a class that we're going to have. We're going to be out in the Delafield area on September 12th and 13th. Again, I, I'm sure I sound like a broker record, but I want to apologize ahead of time. These fill up very quickly. We generally have 40 to 50 people on a wait list. I apologize for those folks that haven't been able to get in on your preferred date. So if you're interested, make sure you check the website, wealthwisconsin.com, wealthwisconsin.com, or you can always give us a call at the office, 414-409-7226. That's 414-409-7226. But we're going to talk about how to create that income plan, accounting for inflation, taxation. Specifically, we're going to look at Social Security strategies, how to manage the required minimum distribution, how to maybe minimize the taxation on it, and probably equally as importantly, how does this new tax bill affect me that's starting this year? You know, what can I do to really help control my tax brackets, pay as little tax as possible, not just this year, but for the next 10, 20, or 30 years? After the break, let's talk a little bit about taxes and how they really can eat away at your retirement. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ value to you and and, you know we always encourage folks to write in questions we get some great questions throughout the week we respond to and we always try to pick one or two to feature on the air you can send those in at radio at wealthwisconsin.com that's radio at wealthwisconsin.com and i understand we have a question this week we do it's from sue in new berlin and it's about the four percent rule in retirement so she says i've always heard you need to draw about four percent per year in retirement is that an accurate number i feel like i'm going to need to draw more out than that yeah great question i think that is one of those old rules there's actually an interesting study boy i'm going to forget the source now that came out a couple of years ago um can't remember if it was the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. But anyway, they actually found that this rule failed a pretty high percentage of the time depending on the time period that you retired, right? Because that's based on some average rates of return in the market. And generally speaking, the concept here was your money lasting, your retirement and money lasting about 20, 25 years. Um, I'm not, Sue, a big fan of these kind of artificial numbers. If you're this age, this much should be at risk, you know, take out this percentage or less. It's so dependent on other factors, right? Like, for example, you know, we've all seen the commercials. uh, If you don't have a million or more in retirement, you're in trouble. Well, maybe. If you're a conservative spender and you're fortunate enough to have a good Social Security and pension, you're living off your income, maybe what you have in your nest egg isn't quite as crucial then because you're not even using it, right? Um, So there's so many other factors. I prefer, Sue, for you to sit down with us or someone like us and really create a dynamic income plan where you're taking some time to figure out your budget, accounting for taxation, inflation, really taking some time to understand your risk. How much risk are you taking? And probably equally importantly, how much risk are you comfortable taking? Is your portfolio aligned with your comfort level? Worst thing we can do, Brad, is, you know, the market, we know a correction's coming. We just don't know when, right? 
And let's look back to 2008. Market drops roughly 40%. You panic and sell it at the bottom. Now, for some folks, that might have been the worst decision they made financially, right? So it's about having your portfolio aligned with your comfort level so we don't make emotional decisions. Yeah, I think that's one of at least my favorite parts of the job is, is you know, somebody comes in and uh, they, they see these old rules, you need a million dollars or you need to be able to draw 4% out per year, and that's not necessarily the case. You know, I had one uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they came in and they said, we have a small pension. So I asked them what the, the number was. It was $2,000 a month. I mean wow. that's I mean that's a nice pension when yeah, you have that. Yeah, not bad nowadays, especially seeing it's a dying animal, right? Right. Yeah. So it, it's all about that income coming in versus what's going out. The the more you have and the more the less you're drawing money out, the longer that's going to last. So once you actually put it on paper and you put a plan together and you can see through the good times, the bad times, the inflation, the the downturns that you still make it to 100 years old and have money left over, that's one of my favorite things is to see the the relief, you know, the stress just kind of uh fall off their shoulders a little bit yeah i think you bring up a great point you know and, and also i think security you know we were talking about this three-legged stool of retirement and we talked that which is of course social security savings and, and your pension but unlike workers of the previous generation less than 25 percent of retirees today have access to a pension they just don't have it available so we've already discussed how the social security leg is getting a little bit wobbly and you can learn how to maximize that and you know, which, of course, makes it more important, but 81% of workers with access to a 401k are continuing to trip, contribute to it. Now, that's up about 77% over the last 10 years, and the average employee is putting away a little shy of 7% of their paycheck, which is not quite the 10 to 15% we talked about, but it's a good start, especially for younger workers. But here's the shocking numbers, Brad. The average balance is less than 105000 which means American workers still have ground to make up for savings in retirement. The earlier start, the better, but I don't want folks to panic. Starting is the important part. Even if maybe you've had, maybe you're paying for the kids, you know, expenses got out, maybe a little out of control and you haven't been sticking away as much, it's not too late. The worst thing to do, though, again, is to stick your head in the sand, expose that large target, and just say, I'll worry about it later. I think, unfortunately, that seems to be the American way. Spend now and we'll figure it out later. But, you know, one day you wake up and later's here. It's retirement time and you don't have enough money and now you're forced to work. But what happens, we talked earlier about being forced to retire early. Right. Now you're in a situation where you're retired. It's much more difficult, right, wrong, or indifferent. There is age discrimination. It's harder to get a job later for most folks. And then you're in a pretty bad position where you're trying to live on Social Security. We don't want to see that happen for folks. So when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, living longer, longevity, and, and things fo things that folks can consider and plan for there. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Review and make sure they're, they're on point. And we talk, I talked earlier about I think one of the big things that people miss is taxes, you know, and how it can really eat away at your retirement savings. A lot of people come in. And they have a spreadsheet, and they say, okay, I'm going to spend 4000 a month. I have X amount of dollars, so I'm going to take out maybe Social Security covers half. I'm going to supplement the other half with my nest egg. Well, just remember, if I need that $2,000 a month for my nest egg, it doesn't necessarily mean I only have to take out. Two. I may need to take out a substantial amount more depending on my tax bracket. 
Yeah, you know, you, you see somebody come in and they, they feel great about retirement. They have a million dollars in their in their 401k or whatever it might be. But do you really? I mean, once you take taxes out, what does that what does that look like? So many retirees fail to properly plan for state and federal income taxes that they'll pay in retirement. When it comes to taxes, there are three types of retirement accounts. You have your tax deferred accounts. These are the traditional 401ks, the the uh, traditional IRAs. The contributions you made to these accounts during your working years were not taxed, and your withdrawals coming out in retirement will be taxed at your ordinary income. One of the big things to think about there is the government at some point will make you take money out. At 70 and a half, you have required minimum distributions, and a lot of people find themselves in a pretty high tax bracket in their 70s because they didn't realize all this income coming in. Then you have your taxable accounts. You'll pay capital gains taxes on your gains to make uh, to to make from selling investments like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate, things like that. And then you have your tax-free accounts. You don't get a tax break when you put the money into a Roth IRA, but as long as you're 59 and a half and your account has been open for at least five years, you can withdraw from a, a Roth tax-free in retirement. And there's one thing that nobody's ever complained to us about is tax-free income. Never in once retirement. had someone say, boy, I wish I could pay taxes on my income. Right. So there's additional taxes to be aware of on, on Social Security, pensions, annuities. You know, Uncle Sam does, uh, doesn't go away in retirement. So make sure you have a plan on how much you're going to be paying in taxes and maybe where to draw from during certain periods. I th- yeah, great point. Because you have to have a plan right beyond, okay, this is how much I need. I have enough. Now, which accounts am I going to take it from? And probably equally importantly, Brad, are there some things we can do, especially with this new tax code? Whether you, you love President Trump or hate him, you know, this tax code is here. But remember, for individuals, it's a limited period of time. So for some folks, I would say taxes are on sale. It's not going to affect everybody the same. But there's some great strategies. One of the things we talk about in our classes is what we call bracket bumping. And there's some great strategies where we can maybe take a little bit more income now. In particular, if we can start to do this before 70 and a half required minimum distribution age, we can take a little bit more income now. Now get that growing tax-free coming out tax-free later. So even if you're not a big spender, this accomplishes a couple things. This can be tax-free growth you know, for income later down the road, or if you're planning to leave money to family, this can be a great way to pass that money on income tax-free. And we're under these new tax brackets where your effective rate may be fairly small, maybe smaller than you think. You start to, you know, bracket bump these over a period of years. Mm -hmm. Now you get it all over. Now you get 70 and a half. Our required minimum distributions are smaller, maybe non-existent, because remember, Roths are not subject to required minimum distributions. Then that means when we calculate MAGI, modified adjusted gross income, we don't have to tax as much or maybe any of your Social Security, depending on the situation. So all these pieces of the puzzle start to come together, but it's a matter of sitting down and really looking at that looking beyond what happens this year Mm -hmm. and it can make a huge difference in the amount that you have left over at you know 100 years old and one of the big things there is you're doing you're you're doing the taxes on your terms not having the government tell you what to do so it it makes a big difference yeah i I think you bring up a great point and instead of just being subject to saying you have to take out let's say four percent because you're over 70 and a half now you get a little bit more control over it. You can determine when you want to take that income, how much you want to take. We can take more some years than others, but over a period of time, we get that growing income tax-free coming out tax-free. 
but then it also really affects how much of your Social Security is taxed. We're going to talk about this and so much more at our upcoming classes. We're out in Delafield in September. You can view the upcoming schedule and register at WealthWisconsin.com. That's WealthWisconsin.com. Or you can always call in and we'll get you signed up. We do need folks to register ahead of time. They fill up and there's limited seating. So you can call in at 414-409-7226. That's 414-409-7226. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. You can apply directly to your life and your retirement. You can always email in those questions at radio at wealthwisconsin.com. That's radio at wealthwisconsin.com. And Brad, for those that are just tuning in, we're talking a little bit about the misinformation out there when it comes to planning for retirement. Maybe some of the headline topics you can think about if you're uh, doing a reality check or checking in as we kind of zoom in on the end of summer here and maybe you're in retirement and just want to make sure you're on track or you're rapidly approaching that date. And one of the areas I think is longevity. Uh, you know, we, we talk about it a lot, but folks are living longer and longer. Um, it seems like each generation is living longer than the previous. And, you know, they keep, you know, changing these mortality tables. And I think you and I definitely erring on the safe side, but we like to project dollars out to the age of 100 really to be safe. Yeah. Um, you know, folks do live that long nowadays. and But, you know, living longer can be a double-edged sword, right? Yeah, through the mo- marvels of uh, modern medicine, you know, life is getting longer. Quality of life is getting better in those older ages, too. So it's a wonderful thing, but it creates, you know, a lot of financial struggles. Someone who is 65 years old today will live an average of 19 to 21 years uh, more. So a quarter will live to age 90 and 10% will reach age 95. You know, that's a dramatic increase from a few decades ago. Longevity may change the way you plan to withdraw money from your retirement savings. The standard rule, again, we talked about it earlier, 4% uh, may not apply. You may need to withdraw more conservatively because you know you might have that longevity gene. And speaking of being conservative, the the conservative investments like cash or bonds that many retirees are drawing uh, from right now, uh, they may not be able to last. You have to look at inflation. Is, is that is the CD at the bank covering inflation over uh, a period of years? You may want to consider investing in more aggressive funds throughout retirement, uh, but be careful with that. So you should sit down with a, a financial advisor, take all these different things into account. You know, you want to plan for age 100. 99% of people will tell me they're not going to make it past 80, 85, but my right. job is to make sure that you can't. I don't want to be there when you're 84 and all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're out of money and that. So you want to plan for that longevity. And it's much better to leave an additional savings to charity or heirs than to, to have to reenter the workforce in your 90s. Yeah, not to mention, you know, I hate to talk about but how realistic is that. I mean, I, I've unfortunately met folks that have come in and in some pretty desperate situations. They didn't take the steps to plan and have an income plan, a plan for retirement, and maybe they get downsized or for whatever reason they lose their job and you know at least from what i hear it's very challenging at certain ages unless you have some pretty unique skills to find those positions and you know certainly probably an argument that that's age discrimination but right wrong or indifferent it seems to exist and and we don't want to put ourselves in that position so that's why you know planning for retirement having that income plan you know, sticking those assets away for the future becomes important because we are living longer and longer. You know, when we talk about Social Security, Brad, what year was Social Security created? 
about 1934, right around mid thirties, and you could start it at sixty-two. Mm-hmm. What was the average life expectancy back then? About sixty-five. Sixty-five. Geez. So, so you were living for three years on average. Right. Today, you know, people are living twenty, thirty, forty years in retirement. So, I think, you know, planning for that longevity becomes more and more important, right? And and that's why having that income plan, accounting for longevity of your dollars, inflation, taxation. And it comes down to having a tight budget. You know, it's an uncomfortable topic. It's probably, I would say in the process, maybe you'd agree, it's the part that most most people just don't like to sit down and think about the budget. Right. For whatever reason, it's just not fun, but really important to do that. And for those of you that want to join us, we do have some classes. We just had a couple last week that uh, filled up. We had a fairly substantial waiting list. So if you're interested in coming out in September, please get on that list as soon as possible. It will fill up. I apologize ahead of time, but it's just uh, kind of the nature of the classes. And September 12th and 13th, we're going to be out at Delafield at the Water Street Brewery. At September 12th and 13th, we're going to be talking about Social Security, how to maximize what you're getting there. We're going to talk about required minimum distributions, how to handle those, potentially minimize the taxation on those. And we're going to tie it together with the talk about tax strategies. How can we pay as little taxes as possible and how can we control our tax brackets for the next, you know, 20 or 30 years and control how much of our Social Security is included for taxation? You can register at WealthWisconsin.com. That's WealthWisconsin.com. Or you can call in at 414-409-7226. That's 414-409-7226. Thanks again for joining us. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during Retirement Ready are solely that of the hosts or guests of Drake & Associates and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.